Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, may I have your attention, please? Are you ready to engage in a mind-blowing experience and hear talks about life, technology, entertainment, and business? The next episode of Hip to Talks starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Hi everyone, Zoltan here. We are back with Hipter Talks this week again. And today we are going to talk about the precious me- uh, tokenized precious metal platform, uh, VNX. And we have today Alexander Kachenko, CEO of VNX. Hi, Alexander. It's nice to meet you. Nice to have you here. Hi, Zoltan. Hi, everybody. Very nice to be here. Thanks for All inviting right. me. So first thing to kick things off, tell us a bit about your background, because we usually like to introduce the speaker that we have on uh, as a guest. So please just share some things about your background. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm also a VC who got into crypto in 2017, uh, early on. Um, looked at the different opportunities that blockchain uh, is offering and saw that tokenization of real asset is probably one of the best use cases um, and um, created VNX and have been developing it ever since. All right. So what is VNX? Could you tell us more about it? VNX is an asset tokenization platform. We're the first platform in Europe that got regulatory approval to tokenize precious metals. And we've launched VNX Gold, our first product, to the market this year. All right. So thank you very much. So uh, which perspective do you see in, in the in the precious metals tokenization? Because this sounds very interesting. Um, precious metals uh, have been with humankind for about 4,000 years or maybe longer, give it, give or take. Um, and they offer a storage of value. And what the new um, uh, technology offers is a much wider availability of the precious metals uh, in the uh, countries such as US, Europe. Um, uh, there are a lot of possibilities to try uh, to access or to invest into the precious metals, less so in the other countries. And with the use of blockchain, actually, that becomes uh, uh, quite universal. Um, precious metals allow a hedge against inflation, uh, against uh, um, you know rogue governments or rogue players, and um, it's a natural uh, defensive. Uh, asset uh, for the crypto investors when the things go a little bit not as expected. So that would be probably the three use cases that uh, I see for the tokenized precious metals. So basically, uh, a suggestion would be to uh, invest in tokenized uh, precious metals rather than uh, other cryptocurrencies? Not necessarily. I view it more as a defensive uh, or hedge instrument, i.e. it's the time where you would like to um, uh, to park your uh, assets mm-hmm. uh, and uh, during the downturn. And, um, you know, then when the spring comes, crypto spring comes, then obviously um, you can uh, exit uh, VNX Gold, for example, and then invest into the uh, other more income generating assets, still keeping in mind the possibility to go back 
to the next gold when you see the negative prospects for the assets that you've invested. Okay, so yeah, that's a good idea. So everyone listening here, you heard it here first, the mention of crypto spring, because everybody's talking about crypto winter. Never we have heard about crypto spring on our podcast before. So here it is first time it gives us hope. So uh, VNX was recently uh, listed on LBank. I searched around, like, I, I want to know more about this. And uh, could you tell us more about what LBank is and maybe some opportunities uh, which it opened for your company? Um, we are, in that sense, uh, exchange agnostic. Um, we hope that our products will be available on a variety of the exchanges or uh, accessed uh, through different platforms. Um, uh, it, it's just one of the big exchanges and, uh, uh, we do hope that VNX will be available on the others as well. All right. So, but, but it opens some opportunities for you guys. Uh, of course it does. Um, uh, each exchange has, uh, its, uh, user base and, uh, hopefully through, um, these platforms, uh, much bigger amount of people who are um, holding their assets or trading can access VNX. All right. So VNX, uh, you mentioned that is the first European regulated investment platform for tokenized precious metals. And could you tell us more about uh, crypto regulation in Europe and how policymakers have changed their attitude to crypto, especially after the FTX, FTX collapse? Um. The policy uh, towards crypto in Europe uh, is changing over the years. We can see uh, some countries such as Liechtenstein uh, developing the uh, comprehensive legislation. Here it's called uh, the Blockchain Act, which uh, regulates the players who are working with crypto assets. VNX is um, uh, licensed in uh, Liechtenstein. Um, At the same time, we see the development of the pan-European legislation called MICA. So um, the European uh, regulatory space is um, taking shape, so to say. At the same time, the uh, collapse of FTX has been uh, a very recent event, and there were a number of the calls um, for stricter regulate regulations or um, for stricter application of the already available laws. But to be honest, I have not seen the practical implications of the changes of the regulator regime so far. All right, but the FTX collapse has certainly made some waves and. Uh, and they are considering the regulations. So how should investors choose where to put their money? So it's either DeFi or CeFi. DeFi like for uh, decentralized uh, finance and CeFi for centralized finance. So in your opinion, how should investors choose where to put their money? Um, It's actually uh, a very difficult question. Number one, uh, for some users, DeFi would be a natural choice. Um, it's typically more 
technologically savvy, more independent-minded uh, investors. Um, the CFI is uh, more attractive to the casual investors, so to say. And um, those investors, in my view, uh, would be uh, better off by seeking regulated solution, checking um, the like the like the investors do check the protocols, they do check um, the history or the background of different projects. It's necessary to do the same for for the exchanges. Um, and in my opinion, we would see the development of a hybrid, a centralized uh, DeFi, so to say. Um, i.e. the platforms that would allow users access to the certain parts of DeFi uh, services. So I think it's a little bit depending on uh, uh, on, uh, an on a particular investor, what his or her preferences would be. Uh, but I, I really suggest that people do take uh, caution at the moment because the things are... Uh, for sure, not very uh, stable. For sure, they're very fluid at the moment. Yeah, I would like to add that any particular moment they should take uh, into consideration also the uh, having a good mental health because <laughs> we have it, it's not for everyone uh, having uh, investing in uh, cryptocurrencies and tokenized assets. It's uh, when seeing such differences, it's not for everyone. And, and they Correct. would they would quickly make mistakes, uh, which they would might either regret or uh, not regret in the future. But so, uh, RVNF... but, here, I, but here can I make a small point? I sure think, thing. Um, I think it's necessary to take caution with any investment product because exactly. if you look at the stocks of Meta, for example, or some other uh, technological stocks. Um, I mean, they're not necessarily doing a, a lot better than Bitcoin. No, so uh, people really need to take caution when they are investing. So obviously they need to invest on the, those um, amounts that they don't need in a short perspective. They need to take a much longer view. Um, that's why Crypto Spring that I mentioned is, a, is very important. People need to be able to... Um, to kind of sleep calmly during the two, three years when the things may actually go um, uh, go south and uh, go south very, very significantly. Um, but yes, uh, they really need to take precaution at any moment. You're totally correct in this point. Exactly. So are VNX users' assets fully backed? Yes, they're fully backed. Um, uh, each token is represented by um, physical gold. So all tokens that are issued have uh, 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 a gold bar, and each token is linked to a particular gold bar. Uh, in essence, VNX is only issuing tokens once it received the information from the storage facility, which gold bar is available for this or the or, or that purchase um, of the gold tokens. All right. So a question comes up very often. Uh, why is it important to have a fully backed token? Ooh, that's that's a very interesting question. Um, tokens per se, of course, can be very different. Yeah. Um, um, uh, utility. Some are jokes which have no utility. Um, some are uh, kind of asset-backed. 
Um, obviously, drugs don't need to be backed by anything. Um, uh, when you're speaking about utility tokens, for example, the one that give access, you can pay the fees with, et cetera, et cetera. They don't need to be backed by anything except being accepted by the protocol or the platform that has issued them. Um, the issue that you raised is important for the asset-backed tokens because these tokens, like, for example, VNX Gold, are a storage of value. These are the tokens that people rely on when they would like to hedge, they would like to wait uh, during the periods of downturn. And it's important to have fully backed tokens in this particular case because this is a defensive asset. And these assets by being called asset-backed, obviously are linked to something. And here it's extremely important that it's uh, uh, very transparent to everybody that the tokens which claim to be backed by whatever it is uh, actually are backed by it. That's, that's I think, that's, I think the, the use case for the importance of the asset-backed tokens. All right. So let's talk about the FTX crash or we have to talk about it. I, I really don't like talking about it because it happened. Let's get over it because that's the way the things work. So, but there's many questions about the attitude of the investors uh, after this period. So, in your opinion, how has the attitude of investors changed to safety after FTX crashed? Mm, they, of course, different investors. Uh, they. They are investors who invested into um, uh, FTX itself, venture capital investors, funds. Uh, I think all of them have taken a, a, a time to reconsider what they're doing in blockchain and crypto, but in general, I think, in their attitude to the investments, because um, FTX is not necessarily a, a very specific crypto um, yeah. uh, story. Yeah. Um, it's the story of negligence. It's the story of carelessness, maybe a story of uh, um, uh, behavior which needs to be looked by um, the investigators. It's a long the... story. <laughs> exactly. It's a it's a very long story, but <laughs> which not necessarily, which may not necessarily be, be tied uh, to crypto yeah exactly tied to crypto you had uh, wirecard uh, uh, cases you had uh, madoff cases i mean they the the whole concept of ponzi scheme started from you know ponzi i'm not saying that ftx is a ponzi scheme but what i'm trying to say is that for sure, uh, in the traditional non crypto uh, products, there were failures before. Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, uh, for sure, the VC investors are looking at their attitudes to to the investment into uh, into the companies, taking this into account. Uh, when you look at the crypto investors. I think you have also two types of uh, crypto investors. One is institutional, um, and these are the guys who, for sure, are reviewing their their uh, policies towards counterparty risk. Uh, how do they do uh, due diligence of their counterparties or their partners, etc., etc., etc. And then, of course, they are uh, investors who um, individual investors who. Uh, uh, just generally uh, got burned by the collapse of FTX. 
And I think these are the people who are now re-evaluating uh, re two things. One, the general uh, attitude toward crypto, and two, toward particular uh, players in crypto. Um, so I think that's that's probably the, the big field that we have. In my view, it, FTX collapse has, has had a very significant impact uh, on the crypto market, uh, on the um, attitude of all types of investors to the crypto market. And it will lead to a much more um, in-depth analysis of the players on the crypto market. All right. So what are the most important lessons in business uh, this year for you? Ooh, uh, when things go bad, they may go bad really seriously from different aspects, uh, totally unexpected. Um, this year has actually shown that the risks may be very narrow, like industry specific or even company specific. Uh, they can be very broad, uh, like, uh, economy-wide, uh, and they can be um, geopolitical, which is, you know, we see in Europe. And, um, you know, when things do go back, they may go back bad really, really seriously. And I think that's a very, very serious lesson for all investors, that um, things may go bad, and they may go bad very, very badly. Right, so it can go very, very soft then. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so 2022 is already almost behind us. There's a couple of days left from this year. So I would like to ask you about uh, what are your market predictions for next year? Um, it's very difficult uh, to make predictions, especially about the future. Uh, Unless you I... create it. Unless you create it, yes, unless you create it. Um, it's, I don't really see the situation improving dramatically. Uh, that's that's probably a very safe prediction to say. Um, the uh, economic situation, in my view, is still playing out. Um, it, you know, the, the combination of the factors in the economy, uh, in my view, has not reached its kind of low point or, you know, uh, the turning point, so to say. So uh, it may actually uh, still uh, go worse. Uh, the geopolitical situation for sure is not resolved and may turn one way or another, but it may actually turn for worse. Um, the crypto situation, uh, FTX collapse happened, what, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, which means that it might take some time uh, until the last kind of shock waves are felt in the industry. So my projection is that we would still see a little bit of the uh, downward trend. At the same time, my prediction is that next year, we will probably kind of start to see the leveling off. If not, uh, it will start to turn a little bit better. 
um, economic-wise, political-wise. Um, and for the crypto market, you know, I'm big believer on, in blockchain. Uh, I do believe in crypto, and therefore, I do feel that uh, next year that we will at least start to feel the first glimpses of spring. Maybe not full spring, but at least the first glimpses will be there. All right. So we've been talking about with another guest, Dean Rakic, about blockchain technology and its use in our daily lives. And of course, I've I've asked him about this. Uh, uh, about crypto winter and and uh, his reply was that uh, the crypto winter is good in terms that it will shake off all those tokens and cryptocurrencies which were there were just for for being there because they had no value they had no purpose so is this your opinion as well that it will be it's a good time to shake things off and and be even more uh, uh complex and more focused on some of the tokens and cryptocurrencies yes i totally agree with this right. i think that's um, that's probably the, a very good way to put it um crypto winter is good because it crystallizes the good projects it um, uh, separates the uh, project projects that are here uh, with a purpose and are doing something you know strategically interesting um, they are casualties, of course. I mean, they, they are companies that are doing something really good, but because of the downturn, they were not able to do it. But overall, I would say that um, it's good because those projects which will come out from this winter um, will have a real uh, value and are the ones that uh, are much, much stronger. All right. So thank you so much for your time today. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, thank, let's all thank Alexander for uh, for this great session. And uh, let's uh, stay safe and uh, look forward to having you at, at, at our next episodes. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you very much, Zoltan. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for joining. Be sure to check back next week for the next Hip to Talks and subscribe on Amazon Music, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Pandora.